Tim just said something to me oddly. He says Diet Coke has been trending on Twitter. And I thought, is it because I'm no longer drinking Diet Cokes? Have the stocks plummeted that much that it started trending? You think you have that much power? I do not. And I don't. Not the case. Although I haven't had one in about three weeks. And my son says my mood swings are really showy. I wondered if you stayed true through the uh, holiday. I did. Now I'm having Celsius, but only a couple uh, a day. And I'm getting, I'm trying to wean <laughs> only off. Only a couple per day. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to wean. I'm trying to wean off of that. Celsius is an energy drink. Yes. And with I, more caffeine, right? Maybe, but I think it's healthier than Diet Coke. <laughs> I do. I think if you look at it, it because says hot chicks hold up the cans oh, on Insta. All natural ingredients and uh, really kickstarts your metabolism. That's there. You drink some. I know what that. What more proof do. do you need? <laughs> yeah. It's a fact. He and I together are drinking those. You turned them on. You turned me on to them. And they are. I'm a, I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. them. I'll say this. The reason Diet Coke is trending is because Elon Musk, you've heard of him. He now owns Twitter, posted something on Twitter and said, quote, my bedside table right now. So his bedside table, a picture of it, had four cans of caffeine-free Diet Coke. Empty. And a pistol. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong well, with that. I'd say the uh, Twitter takeover is going well. I don't think he's wrong with that. <laughs> he's doing well at the Musk home. Yes. <laughs> the Good Thanksgiving holiday. Diet Coke cans empty. Pistol filled, we think. Diet Coke cans Assuming empty. Assuming they're empty. They are open. I don't like the um, caffeine-free Diet Coke. I've never been a fan of those. those you taste the, a difference? I do. Could you blind taste? I, yeah, I think I could. But it's just the caffeine, right? It's the chemicals are the same. There's a taste. There's it's less burn too, right? Yeah. There, there's something to it. Is it well? I don't know about coffee. Is uh, decaffeinated coffee taste the same as regular coffee? I don't think so. To I don't me. believe so. No. Neither does. I, I know a lot of people who have been, you know, burned like at restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, they after dinner, my mm-hmm. wife will order a decaf, but mm-hmm. sometimes she doesn't get it. Does she know that it's caffeine? no? Because you're, and then she's up at three in the morning. But you so you so it tastes enough like it. I think I don't think ca- coffee drinkers can tell. You don't. I, I can tell on the Diet Coke. I think. I never, what, maybe it's just mental, but when I would get a caffeine free Diet Coke, it tasted, it didn't have the strength that a uh, Coke had. Didn't have the same burn. It tasted flat. The burn is, that was yeah. always the difference to me. That's what I think, too. We have a couple, this is sad. I, Chris Jim said, I know the name, but can't place the face. His name is Freddie Roman. He's the Borscht Belt comedian. And I don't really know him either. You know what I'm talking about? I don't no, even know. No, I thought you guys would know because no. I saw he had passed and I thought, well, this is somebody they'll know. I've, I've heard. <laughs> I, I heard the Tony. I have heard. The, yeah. <laughs> I've heard his name. Like other comedians will talk about Freddie Roman. They'll kind of use it almost as a joke. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't place his name or, I mean, I couldn't pick, pick him out of a police lineup or tell you any of his jokes. No, well. But Borscht Belt, these are the guys who made, you know, these guys would do jokes in the 50s. That's right. They, yeah. they call this guy the dean of the Friars Club and he would be, he'd do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comedy in the Catskills. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'd go to the Catskills in New York, and they would you'd play the New York clubs, and you go out to the Catskills, right. and the people would be summer there. I think that's where I had a great factoid about uh, Rodney Dangerfield. He and another guy were sitting at a bar after doing their shows in the Catskills, you know, fifty years ago or more. And Rodney Dangerfield was having no luck with his act; it wasn't going anywhere. And the other guy, same way. And they decided while they were sitting there drinking, let's swap acts. Dangerfield said, I'll do yours. You do mine. Let's see how it works. And for Dangerfield, it completely took off. He, It was the other the guy's no joke. Guy. The no respect was the other guy who was unknown. And so Dangerfield took that and then wrote more as he went on. And he wound up being, of course, a household name by the time he died. I mean, 
huge star, movies and so forth. Well, this guy, Freddie Roman, was never that, but he told a joke, and I've heard this joke a hundred times, but I think it's so funny, and I guess he was the originator of the joke. This is the type of thing he would tell. Couple married 47 years. The lady becomes ill, she passes away. Funeral service is over. The pallbearers lift up the coffin, start to walk out. The coffin hits the wall. From inside the coffin you hear, oh my God, a miracle, the lady lived. She lived another three years, got sick again, died again. Another funeral. Service is over, the pallbearers lift up the coffin, start to walk out. The husband yells, watch out for the wall. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I don't write a, it like that. That anymore. is hilarious. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That's, that's time. I did enjoy that. I know. It's funny. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it coming and you start laughing. You know, yeah. but it's still hilarious. Well, that guy who's completely unknown just passed. <laughs> Freddie Roman, <laughs> the dean of the Friars Club joke. I'll tell you something well, the else. The Friars Club used to be the, that's where they did the, the old roasts way back yeah. in the day, right? Yeah. Was he on the dais? I don't know. I, I don't never... remember. He may have been on some of the old ones. This, this is a job for Weather Dave. Oh, clearly. Dave, he'll probably, Dave will probably come in and give us a few factoids about it. may have a black armband on <laughs> <for> Freddie Roman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Dave does. Here's something else. Now, you may be losing this. You don't even know. I thought we had already lost it. Netflix has announced their DVD rental program is going away. That's how they started, of course, 20 years ago. Yeah, I thought that was done already. Long gone. We're still getting DVDs in the mail. I know. Several. Apparently enough. There's a, are, they, are these places that don't have streaming or cable? Because there are parts of the world. Like, there's still a blockbuster, right, in Oregon? Uh, one yeah but that's like a fun place now it's not it's yeah. not even a true blockbuster i think but you can rent movies there. yeah yeah but i mean you know my wife and i were to God, we were in either washington or in, in in oregon years ago and we were in this really remote part of this, the world and the convenience store had dvds yeah I guess you know, so. for rent and there still is the red box right i mean that, that does yeah, people do red box so you can red box dvds mm-hmm. people do still have dvd players well netflix has said we do have some diehards who still do DVD rental, and they, they talked to one in the article. Her name is Amanda Conkle, and she said, I've been getting Netflix DVD by mail since 2005, and the reason she likes it is, and she's in Savannah, and she says, when I open my mailbox, it's something good. The uh, rest of it's oh, all. Amanda. The rest of it's junk mail and bills, and she's, I just want to see something good in my mailbox. There's the new James Bond. Boom. That's what she does. But the CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings, says, yeah, looks like it's going to be discontinued next year. I had no idea. I don't either. And it's still going on because, of course, now you would think a, a huge majority of their subscribers just stream the movies. It's a mm-hmm. streaming service. But she says... Instead of bills piling up, I wanted to see something good. So I always well, got to save. I mean, if you're a, a stock buyer or stockholder, that's going to save them money because they don't have to buy DVDs or ship them. That's right. That's right. It's their roots, though. That's, that is, I mean, that was pretty smart when they started that. I remember mm-hmm. people here when it first came out, it's like, ooh, that's a good way to go. And it, I mean, I, but I only did that. I don't think I ever did that. I didn't join Netflix until it was a streaming thing. Really? I, I never got DVDs in the I mail. did it for a year or two, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you. I always forgot to send them back. Right. Like really? I'd get it. And then I'd just be like, I'd sit there mm-hmm. and then I'd finally be like, Oh, I got to send this back before they charge me for it. I yeah. never did it either, but didn't they provide the envelope? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything was there. <laughs> yeah. It would just sit there. It would just sit, sit there on my shelf. Well, 
it's like I'm not going to reach across the table and put that in an envelope. No, a, I mean it's hard to motivate yourself to. Every day I'd be like, I got to put that in the mail, and you don't. You never do. I know. Uh, Paul, you're talking about Netflix DVD subscription service coming to an end next year. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, guys. Big P one here. Welcome back. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, my parents who are in their 80s, mm-hmm. they not really good on the whole streaming thing, and they actually do get DVDs from Netflix. So I think it's an older clientele. Yeah. That probably still gets the DVDs because they know how to use them. I think you're right. That's that's probably accurate. I'm sure. Do you know what kind of movies or how often they they're getting movies? Um, I think they get one. I think they get one at a time, if I'm not mistaken. And um, they might get one every week or every other week. Yeah. And they can get a lot of the older movies that they you know from the 50s and 60s that they really like. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. Are they watching the new releases, or are they going back and watching their old, their old favorites? Old school. Yeah. Their favorite. Yeah, They're, I yeah. like that. Okay. All right. Unfortunately for them, it looks like you've got less than a year to go. Uh, They're going to phase that out. But thank you, Paul. Really appreciate you listening as well. This is the uh, story about The Rock. I love The Rock. You know that. I'd vote for him for president, probably. Oh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. You think I was talking about... Uh, Music. Oh, no, no, I don't... <laughs> No, uh, I sure do love The Rock. No, <laughs> no, no. He meant the actor. The I forgot actor. you got the musical taste of between. The actor. <laughs> I'm on to that new Taylor Swift now, man. Did she drop that thing? Oh, boy. Lord. Oh, my God. She's got a new acoustic version of that song that we no. liked. Yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, she's got it going oh, right get now. Get the Grammys ready. She's got it going right now. Start engraving the Grammy trophies. I'll tell you what The Rock did, and I think this is so commendable of him. Apparently, back when he was younger, a teenager, he used to go to a 7-Eleven and steal a Snickers bar every day. And he said, I, I just didn't have the money to pay for it, and I needed, I wanted Snickers. Well, he went back to that 7-Eleven over Thanksgiving and bought all the Snickers there and paid back for everything he had done. He told the story. He tweeted it out. He said, look, I, I've been meaning to do this for a long time. I have been waiting decades to do what I'm getting ready to do now. When I was 14 years old, every day I used to stop here at this 7-Eleven and steal a king-size Snicker bar because I couldn't afford to buy one. That was my pre-workout food. I did that for almost a year every day. I had to come back and buy every Snickers bar on those shelves. After decades of me wanting to come back home to 7-Eleven and try and make good, that felt really, really good. I'm out. Snickers and 7-Eleven. Awesome. He bought them all, and he just said he gave all that money back to the 7-Eleven. You, you still owe it. <laughs> I don't think you understand how accounting works, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you know what you're done. I mean, see... You paid for all these, you see. Yeah. <laughs> they bought them all. He did. I bought them all. Whatever. When, you yeah. know, when you were a teenager, he said, "Somebody steals Snickers, just give him one of these. Paid for. Them. Yeah. That's that's the rock for you."